you're in charge. Okay, fantastic. Um, I am so thrilled to have Carrie Davidson with me today, who is the founder of Tornasol Wellness, uh, which is a very innovative health company. And she has a very fascinating approach to human health, wellness, and optimization. So Carrie, just give us a little bit of background about yourself, how you got into your current position and sort of how you see yourself positioned in the market of human optimization. Sure. So, um, you know, I started my career as head of human resources at Columbia, um, uptown from here at Columbia University. And I, I was always frustrated by um, seeing sadness at work. And I knew that in order to do something about it, I had to um, attach it to outcomes. So in order to convince you know, the, the leadership that we needed to really address making people enjoy their time at work better. I had to really tie it into turnover and engagement and productivity. And um, so I spent the first half of my work life really um, building programming to make um, people's experience at work better. And was and, it just, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but was it significant? Yeah. Was like, is it crazy? in terms of like how much someone's work in, I mean, I guess, cause it's like, you know, people think my job sucks and like, whatever, it's just a job. But do you see very practical, you know, impact on, on, on a company in the corporate culture where people are not happy? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what was, what was starting to happen is, um, you know, people will come into my office and close the door and cry about what was going on at home, what was going on with their kids and what was going on with communication among coworkers and friends and that they, they didn't know what to expect at work. And, and, um, and so, so certain things started to become, um, clear that were patterns that people are, that their home life, you know, struggles were seeping into their ability to do well at work. Managers were frustrated that people weren't showing up. People were coming in late. People were disengaged. And so then everyone, all the students we served or the faculty we served, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't enjoy their experience with us either. So, so many pieces were being impacted by someone's overall well-being and their their ability to feel safe and happy in their lives. So it would definitely seep in. Um, everyone was impacted. I mean, did you ever go like, you know, if you're walking around and someone smiles at you, just a stranger, you're like, oh, it's nice. It's kind of like you feel it. And if someone's a jerk to you, you feel it. <laughs> it's like an impact on your day. So if you, you know, what's going on for those people, you know, maybe the smile, the person who's smiling, just like, you know, just got engaged or just got good news. Um, and so that actually emanates out into the world, you know, and it impacted you. And now maybe you're going home and you're going to have a better day and you're going to have more, you know, um, patience with your kids. So, um, so yeah, it, I was just noticing how everything really impacts everything that we cannot isolate one component of our lives and think that like, Oh, if everything's really cruddy at home, your work life still can be great. And it wasn't the case, you know, and that's kind of how I kind of naturally went into the whole idea of holistic health as well. I mean, I think everything, 
about my work career has been looking at a much bigger picture, that there's something else at play here. And we're so like isolating and reductionist in our thinking that, oh, you have a cut, let me give you a band-aid. So <laughs> what would you tell like managers or HR people who say, you know, you know, you're here from nine to five and that's really when you know, your productivity matters. And, you know, I think that there, you know, it's, it's fascinating. You're sort of at the cutting edge of this corporate awareness that it's more than just the nine to five that matters. But how do you talk to people about why employee happiness is important? Mm. Well, it kind of, it's always pretty personalized and individualized to the company. So the conversation usually starts with a very specific um, situation or the context of what's going on for them. Um, because through those very specific instances, you get to the core of like what's really out of balance. And um, it usually has to do with um, somebody, either the company or people at the company, not feeling safe, right? So that means that they're not having their needs met, right? We all have needs um, that um, need to be met in order for us to feel safe at work, for example, taking risks on behalf of the company, being creative, sharing our ideas, being vulnerable, right? Um, if we don't feel safe, if every time I speak up, my boss yells at me, I'm going to stop speaking up. And I may have some really good ideas if you nurture my creativity. So, um, so really, I, I speak to them about, you know, tell me, tell me where the pain points are, tell me where you want to be, um, and then we start diving in to become more self-aware, so each individual understanding their needs for growth, and how that aligns with the needs of the company and the goals of the company, and then we empower everybody. We empower everybody with um, skills for self-regulation and skills to empathize with the needs of their clients, with the needs of their teammates, with the needs of their staff. Um, once you have these, um, you know, these, this ability to see and ability to adapt, anything is possible. Because the biggest problems, like going back to my time at Columbia, the biggest problems are around communication and relationships. And if we don't understand ourselves, there is no way we can start communicating and, and relating and empathizing with our clients, the people who keep us in business. You know, how do I nurture someone who's tough? You know, and I teach that stuff. <laughs> so that it's, it sounds to me that it's not just restricted to, as, as you said explicitly, it's not just restricted to, to the business setting, but, but this also is a theme that sounds like must play out in romantic relationships and the home life and even how we relate to ourselves. So could you break that process down a little bit? How does a person start if, they, if they're noticing either a lack of happiness, a sense of, you know, despair, maybe they, they sense a certain, you know, like an undiagnosed vulnerability with their spouse where they just feel uncomfortable and they don't really know why. What, take me through the process of how do you start addressing those kinds of issues? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I eat, sleep, dream, breathe this stuff. So I right. love it. And if right. I get, if I confuse you, bring me back. Okay. <laughs> Bad news when you asked me to do that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I know you, so I, right. you know, I probably shouldn't have asked you to do that. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I use a method um, where um, I look at people through the lens of the five elements of Chinese medicine um, um, methodology for growth, right? How we grow, how we naturally grow. Um, and so the five elements that, that I'm referring to are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. Each of the five elements has several correlations for, um, for body intelligence, cognitive intelligence, and then a higher level, you know, you could call it spiritual, you could call it higher purpose, meaning. Um, so what I do is I first, um, everyone takes an assessment who works with me, um, and I get to see um, their their spread of how, um, how strong each of the five elements is in their nature, what's their primary nature, um, which one is, um, is the lowest and needs more support. Um, and once I understand, um, once I see someone's scores, I understand um, who their button pushers are, whose buttons they push, who they nurture, who nurtures them. So I understand a tremendous amount about um, how self-aware they are, how, how easily triggered they are, what will bring them back into balanced states, um, and then how to help them nurture the relationships um, in their lives. And that could be couples, it could be parents and, and kids, it could be in a classroom setting, it could be in a big company, um, it could be bringing on new staff members, staffing teams for, you know, or matching up clients with managers to make sure that you get the right balance um, of personality. Um, so there are so many. Do you want me to go, like, tell me? So, so, you know, so I just, I want to share for, for those that are listening that we, we have a little bit of behind the scenes work that have been done. And I actually filled out a, uh, a, a sheet and um, submitted my answers. My wife also did. So maybe we will kind of take this process from, you know, because whenever I hear stuff like this, I always am thinking to myself like, wow, that's so exciting. The idea that, and it's fascinating, you know, the idea that the way that we're reacting to stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, for subconsciously or consciously, we are aware that, you know, there are triggers that are in our life that are maybe making us act in a certain way. But practically speaking, when we are kind of have our heads just like in reality, all of the perceptions we have, they feel very, very real. And it's like, no, this person actually wronged me. That's why I'm upset. It's not that it's kind of recycling, you would say maybe stuff from childhood or what you're saying is basic uh, building blocks of, of 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 personality. So whenever I hear anything like what you're saying again, I, I don't have the same any familiar familiarity with these these different principles based on Chinese medicine. That's why we're talking to the expert. So I filled out the uh, the sheet, and my wife filled out the sheet, and we are at least for myself uh, very willing guinea pigs. So 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 take me through this process, please. All right, you know. We didn't talk first about what's off limits, so I will try to be respectful. <laughs> and I will, I will edit it, Will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so when we first spoke on the phone, because I do this so much, I could already tell a lot. And I don't know if you remember, I kind of pegged you as a particular um, type as being your primary because of like things you had said about 
what you like to do and how energetic you are and how like you move things forward. It's not like, you know, let's talk in April, maybe, you know, you're like, all right, let's do it. Can we talk tomorrow? (laughs) So, um, so your scores, um, your primary nature, which by the way, um, our primary nature is highly resistant to change over our lifetime. Um, we will pretty much be from birth um, who we are. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, the things that trigger you, the things that you're chronically like really good at without having to think about are always going to be the same. And the things that will bug you and the way that your body responds to being triggered will kind of always be your work. The other, the other types and the other natures, when they start to, you know, bother you, it's kind of like a gnat. It's like, ah, it doesn't bother you as much. There are certain very particular things that are going to bother each of us, and it's going to be our chronic work. So you may have noticed over, t- over your lifetime that, damn, I'm always dealing with the same thing. Why can't I learn that lesson? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of times the, the, the things that people see in us and and – I guess I could just, I'll just speak completely in the first person because I, I, I'm not going to be general about this. You know, people recognize certain components of, of me and they say, oh, you'd be really good at this or, you know, this is your genius space or just do you. Like I wrote a whole article about, you know, how I don't like to feel like I'm put in a box and everyone's like, great. So you do your thing. And I'm like, well, now that's so general, I don't know what to do. So put me in a box so I can start doing my thing. So it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's really fascinating this concept. So, so work me through it a little bit. Tell me, sort of what I do and how my, 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 my personality manifests itself for better or for worse and how to, how to work with it. Okay. So, so each of the five types has um, kind of lives on the spectrum of strength and stress. Um, our biggest gift to the world and our biggest fear, right? So this thing we're naturally really good at actually keeps us um, naturally from experiencing our biggest fear. So your, your primary nature is wood. Wood people, their gift to the world is freedom. They're able to move things forward. They don't, there's no shackles. Like we, the, nothing is impossible. There's anything is possible. We can do anything. Um, uh, wood's biggest fear is confinement. So exactly what you just said, don't put me in a box. <laughs> but the interesting thing is the, the, the thing that bothers you the most, the confinement, actually helps you grow. As much as it's challenging, you kind of, just like exactly what you just said, and it's hysterical when I do these workshops with people, I almost don't have to talk much because you guys say it all. <laughs> but that's exactly the point, is that our challenges, are, we do need them to feel safe in the world in order to function. To saying, just to define the word safety, the idea is that when there is when you feel like your insanity is actually some kind of a pattern and that there's some kind of a way to navigate it, that provides a sense of safety. That's, that's what, when you're saying safety, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like to hear what, what that, what that really means. Is that, was that what you're saying? So, um, so what I mean by safety is, um, is kind of like secure, like it's the opposite of insecure, right? It's the opposite. Like if you can imagine times when you don't, you don't, feel confidence 
um, when all of a sudden you feel off when someone or something or, or a project isn't going, you just don't feel grounded. Yeah. Um, so we have very specific needs for in order that we need in order to feel safe and grounded and secure. Otherwise we go into our insecure states, which are radically different depending on which of the five types is your primary. Um, when we go into our insecure states, we, um, we go into distorted thinking. And as soon as you understand what your distorted thinking looks like, you recognize it, then you become more self-conscious, self-aware. That's the self-awareness piece. And you know how to correct and, um, and bring yourself back into centered states. Because when you're feeling, when you're in those distorted states, you can't fall in love. You can't solve problems. You can't be creative. You can't build a new partnership. It doesn't, it doesn't work because we're thinking in our logic fixed mind you know, perspective. We're not thinking from our hearts which is where all growth happens. Brilliant. So, um, tell me more. Do you want me to tell you a little bit more about you? I want to hear it. I love it. Go for it. Okay. So, um, so wood people. Wood people are brave leaders. Um, they are risk takers. They like to be first, best, fastest. Um, <laughs> they, no. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. They like a they love a good argument, but they like they like a challenge. Like they don't want someone who's just gonna agree with every single thing they say. Like, tell me why I'm wrong. Like they feed off of that. It feels good. Um, they're great in a debate. Um, you know, would people settled settled the wild, wild west? I mean, no one else would have done that. It's like it's scary. <laughs> so they're um you know, wood people are amazing in a crisis. So if all hell's breaking loose, a wood person is calm and knows what to do and gets it done and gets everybody to safety fast. Um, when they feel confined, and confinement can be a physical confinement, but it can also be someone saying, sorry, you can't do that, or no, that's not allowed, or here's the rules, or sorry, we closed 10 minutes ago. I don't care, get the manager on the phone. You know, like, would people don't like their ideas or their experience to be, to be blocked, to anything to get in the way? They, they tend to say, I don't wanna waste my time on that. Like, things are a waste of time if it's like, do we have to celebrate everybody's birthday this month? Don't, you know, it's like, right. so they tend to be very, very, very driven to move forward um, without thinking about all the, you know, all the things around them necessarily. Um, they tend to be like, if you're looking at forest and trees, they're forest. They don't want to yeah. talk about the details. Like someone right. else deal with the details. Right. You know, it's not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out today. Right, okay, good. <laughs> um, they tend to be, need movement, physical movement. They need to exercise. They, they it draw it makes them without it they don't feel safe so I like that's they don't feel secure they don't feel good you know so they won't if you ever don't exercise you probably feel like oh god I didn't you know I need to walk, at least run around the block ten times <laughs> um, they like to plan you know they love goals they're actually really good coaches you know so if you have like a bat you know are you <laughs> like a basketball coach right? Right? They love to, to tell everyone, like, you can do it, go, go, you can, you've got this. Um, 
under stress, fire people are easily and quickly frustrated. Fire they people are, or wood, fire people or wood people? Oh, sorry, I meant wood. Okay, now I'm just checking. Fire? Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> wood people are, are easily and quickly frustrated. They go very quickly from zero to 100. There's no pause. The same way they're quick to take care, like to move things forward in a positive way, they're quick to jump into their distorted states. Um, they tend to have um, the hardest time with self-awareness in those moments. They tend to be, um, they tend to need a, some sort of reminder that's physical. They like communication. They don't want to be caught off guard. Um, they want to know what to expect. They want to know what you're thinking. Like, what's going on in, what's going on in your head? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, slow, slow down, please. If that, if that, okay, so, so, so. I, I'm so, I'm so, I, 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 we have to do this again with my, with my wife being here because she thinks that that, that, that would be ex exceedingly accurate. So when you talk about this distorted state, does that yeah. mean that it's the dark side of the wood or that I, you, I start taking on other personas? So it's like, if that makes sense, it's like, what, is, yeah. what, is a, what does a distorted state mean? And what am I looking at at that point? So by distorted, I mean that you're not as clear thinking and able to use, have access to all the parts of your mind and body that, um, that help you grow, like okay. help you grow relationships, build new bridges, connect with people, fall in love, solve problems, start a new business, negotiate a contract with fairness. So what happens is when we, when our safety is, threatens right so for wood that means confinement when i feel confined all of a sudden i go into like a fixed mindset hmm. state where we begin judging other people we begin like <laughs> it's so crazy we <laughs> <laughs> know right it's right. so funny no but i'm it. saying i just i'm saying like it, it's it's uh, so i always felt weird because when i you know, part of being a father and being in the situation that we're in is if I start to perceive any kind of boxes that I'm locked into. So it would be, you know, um, my, my wife, it gets very funny. Like we have this situation where when I want to talk about something or there's something that's that, that needs to be solved. So I try to solve it now. And my wife, reminds me that the best time to solve problems, we have four little kids, is probably not when the four little kids are home screaming and like demanding attention. And so that limitation of having kids who have, you know, whatever, like this is called having small children is it's just like real time consistently, you can't do what you have to do because there's kids that are running around. I'm trying to write something and my kids call, like it, it drives me nuts. So that's the idea. That's called a a distortion because that's a limitation. There's a limitation on the amount of, of, of focus that I can allow to go toward the task that I want to achieve. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah. And, and your distorted thoughts are, Oh my God, they are keeping me from getting done what I have to get done. Like that's, <laughs> Right? right. That's a distorted thought because it's not coming from a place of empathy. Right. So thinking that's a that's a fixed mindset, logic, brain, like not thinking about, wait a minute, my kid from her perspective, she's a she's an earth person and earth people are actually opposite 
of, okay. of wood. They just need connection. Take time to talk to me about your day and, and what's going on and let me care about you. Give me a hug. You know, they just, they're not thinking um, about how to nurture your wood nature. They're not thinking, they're too little. Children are our biggest teachers. You know, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> and so in these cases, like when we're, especially when we're parenting, um, it challenges our, our nature more than anything because when our, you know, when our needs are not met, that it throws us into this space where it's much harder to be empathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm my primary nature is fire. I need joy. I need happy. I need connection. And you know, if my if I go home and my kids are sad, I'm like, oh, let's tell jokes and be goofy. And they're like, uh, 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 that doesn't work for me. But that's my that's my distorted state. My distorted state can turn into panic, can turn into overwhelm and anxiety. Um, but my thinking that everything is healed with a joke is like that's that's my natural state yours is yours is let's move fast get it done oh like you have an idea it has to be finished now right like, the, idea, the idea that like we're i'm just trying to jump over barriers in order to get to where i'm really trying to get to even if i don't really know where i'm getting to but i just see like okay well this is this is the problem let's let's just go through it so it sounds like the same way that you try to solve Again, not, and I, I, this is not like sub, I'm sure this is, go, you know, operating kind of like the, the operating system, not necessarily what's on the screen, but it's like you're solving situations by trying to make, make, make people happy or to put, you know, put yourself back in a happy state. My natural solution is to just jump over barriers until we can get to a point where there's no more problems, which of course is a fairly unrealistic goal or expectation. But sometimes, you see, the thing is, we need all of these special gifts that we all bring to the table. Mm -hmm. If we didn't sometimes jump over barriers to move things forward, can you imagine if there's like an emergency or a fire and everyone sits around like, oh, let me just make you happy. <laughs> or let's talk about how do you feel about this fire? Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So how, now, if, if you could share a little bit you know, I, I am one of the one of the things that that my wife and I oftentimes have is, and, and we're very open about is that you know, like literally when I when I brought up the idea about her filling out the form, she said, "Well, you know, just just pick whatever the opposite of what you would naturally do, and that's going to be my my profile." Is that we have very very different ways of looking at the world, which is which is also interesting because when we met, it was you know, it was both of us were seeing a very different person. My wife says that she saw all potential you know, and, and I saw someone that was very outgoing, kind of the life of the party, but I'm sure, and again, I would just love to see kind of what you're thinking about how she scored her stuff. That's not, that's part of who she is, but that's definitely not a lot of who she is. So, so tell me a little bit more if we could sort of speak in the third person about either how someone with my profile would relate to someone with my wife's profile or some of the basic principles of my wife after seeing the stuff that you did. Yeah. So, um, so kind of what she said, <laughs> like the, you know, whatever is the opposite of you, kind of and sort of, you do both meet, um, you both have very high fire. Um, and, um, oh, sorry, I was looking at the, sorry, scratch that. 
Um, you both, okay, she is, you both have very high Earth. Um, Earth what, has, give, yeah, tell us a little bit about Earth. So Earth. Um, Earth people on that spectrum of, of, you know, strength or gifts and their biggest stressors, their gift to the world is unity and empathy and community and keep in being a cohesive, you know, glue to, um, to a team or a family or a friendship. That's the most important thing. Um, pleasing other people, taking care of other people. Um, their biggest fear is abandonment. So if you can think about like, oh, well, if you're always working to empathize and to right. hold, take care of people's needs, no one's ever going to leave. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's the spectrum that they work on. And that's kind of, you know, their, their sense of self and purpose in the world. Um, so in this cycle, there's a very particular cycle of the way these five elements are situated. Um, you know, wood, fire, and then earth, and then metal and water. Um, there are very specific um, challenges that I mentioned before and nurturing energies. Um, wood is can really challenge earth, and earth can challenge wood too. And you're um, saying, and you're saying uh, my, my wife's primary trait is what is earth? Wood, earth. Okay, great. Which, yeah. mean, which means what? Well, <laughs> which means that when you guys are both in your distorted states, when you don't, when you're not having your needs met, when you're stressed, when you didn't get enough sleep, you're not eating well, things aren't going right, you're feeling confined, she's not feeling supported, um, you're going to push each other's buttons. That's what it means, basically. Um, they're also um, at a at a very in a very simple form. You're going to push each other's buttons because your core need in the world is not to have any boundaries. Like, let's move it forward. And her need is like, oh, let's sit and be cohesive and take time together. You're like, we don't have time. Like, oh, right. this is a problem. Let's fix right. it. Is it fixed? Right, 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 right. <laughs> like even in like in a when I I worked with couples who are. Um, you know, kind of in therapy or needing therapy. And they've talked about there's a wood guy and an earth, you know, female. And the guy is like, how many sessions is it going to take? How quickly is he going to get over this? Yeah. <laughs> and right. she's like, is he going to understand? Like, is he going to understand me? Are we going to like be, is he going to empathize with who I am? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, how quickly? Is it just one session? <laughs> right, for sure. So that so so when you have these very different, and I, I don't know if in your experience if you are you trying to find again. Let's let's take it it's to a slightly you know um, out of the out of the current realm and into a more general thing. Do you try to find someone that is of your same you know nature, or is really the goal you're probably going to be attracted to someone of a different nature, and it's a matter of learning how to understand and manage your own temperament and then kind of getting where your spouse is coming from. Yeah, I think um, ideally um, you could really partner with anyone of any type. Um, you know, where I work with people is understanding and empathizing with your own and your partner's stress states 
and knowing what they need to feel safe so that you can speak to them in that way because you can achieve the same thing with different words you, you know you don't have to be right uh, say a certain, like for example for wood people, wood people need a choice. They don't like to be confined by being told what to do. Hmm. So if you have a wood child, for example, who has to get to school on time, they don't want to be confined by the rules. <laughs> they don't want to have to get in the car at eight o'clock. So, but if you say, hey, you know what? You know your child needs to put on a pair of shoes. You don't really care if the shoes match or if the shoes are the wrong color, it doesn't really matter. So basically you can say, hey Jill, you can put on the red shoes, the blue shoes, or the yellow shoes. I'm gonna leave and you decide. And then all of a sudden they're empowered to be in charge, <laughs> which right, is all right, they want. Right, right. <laughs> and you get what you want. You needed her to put on her shoes. For sure. So, so yeah, it's about, um, it's about understanding your needs for safety, um, asking to have your needs met, um, knowing where the common ground is. So there are like bridges, right, um, within this model that is well, places that are safe for both of you to go. For you guys, your bridge is fire. Fire is about feelings. So it's safe for both of you. It doesn't push anybody's buttons for you guys to talk about like, hey, I'm feeling really sad, or I'm feeling really angry, or I'm feeling really lonely, or I'm feeling, you know, but make sure you're talking about a feeling and not blaming someone else for your feelings because we, we, we kind of, many of us do that. You know, it's so, no, it's, it's such a, a fundamental lesson that I don't know if it's, and you would know this, if this is just restricted to the R2 personality types, but I think that there is a, it's so natural to blame and it's so difficult to identify a feeling, but the, the out, and, and it just, it's like, it's ironic and it's, and it's frustrating in a lot of ways. Like I, I had this, I literally had this experience yesterday where a, 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 an unsafe version of myself would have said, you know, you're not spending any, you know, like you're not spending any time with me. And the more, whatever you would call it, safe version would say, I feel a little bit lonely or you know again like you said like when when there's um when there's certain levels of even like a, like deadlines like deadlines and and projects when they get presented to me stress me out because that's a you know it's like okay so now do it i'm like ah no i don't want to do it um so so that sense of uncertainty was something that i just wanted to share so when i shared uncertainty or i shared loneliness then it was very well received. But if it would come back and be a blaming, well, look what you didn't do, or as a result of this, that, and the other thing, you know, now I'm all messed up, that never works. You know, but it, it takes, it like we've been married for a long time for that to actually be even a, a mindset that pops up, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. It's funny because we are trained to know, like when we have a physical pain, that we need it checked out. Physical pain in my arm, oh my God, my body's, sending me a message that I need to go get my arm checked out. I'm not saying to my husband, oh my God, my arm's hurting. You made my arm hurt. Right, right. right. <laughs> our feelings and our emotions are the same thing. It's our body's way of telling us we have unmet needs for safety. That's all it is. Well, that, you know, and that's also such a fundamental component. There's a great book that we read called How to Work on Your Marriage Without Talking About It. And one of the <laughs> principles of the book was that when a, when a, when a woman, share, and again, and I, you know, I'm not sure how this all fits into the into levels of medicine, but the, you know, basic thing is that a, a woman is sh when she shares emotional 
struggles, she's sharing for the sake of sharing. And the, the man hears it as his failure or something like that. And, and, and so when, when, a, when, a, when, a, when a woman is speaking to her husband about something that's difficult, the man's not hearing, you know, I'm hurt. They're hearing, well, you failed. And had you been a better whatever, and it puts him into a very defensive state. Um, and, the, and the interesting point is exactly that. When a person has a physical cut or pain, no one takes it personally. But it's a lot harder to do that on an emotional thing, but it could be the exact same thing. The fact that your wife or your husband is upset or depressed or frustrated or feeling unfulfilled might not have to do anything with you, but because you can't see it, it's very easy to say, oh, I guess if I was a better husband, wife, spouse, you would feel, when in reality, of course, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and going back to that, you know, really that's, sometimes that's the case because sometimes it depends on what, what's your, um, what temperament you are. It's, if it's not temperament based, we're actually causing harm to, you know, probably 40 to 60% of the population. So that truth about like men and women is only true depending on what temperament you are and how strong how how triggered how easily triggered you are and your and your balance of each of these five elements in your nature so sometimes it's the woman who will feel that way um and sometimes that's not at all what's felt sometimes like water people you might say something to them and they feel they're just like i don't even want to engage and they isolate and they disappear and all of a sudden and then they go and they problem solve totally alone they come back like the next day like hey you're and good you're- and you're like oh that that was easy <laughs> um carrie okay so here's here's the issue i feel like we're just scratching the surface um we have to i i, I want to hear so much more from you and about the important work you're doing um for for the end of part a please tell our listeners and our viewers how we can find out more about you, your company, the different personality types, etc. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is www.tornesolwellness.com, which is T-O-U-R-N-E-S-O-L wellness.com. You can email me. Hmm, should I give my personal email? No, I probably shouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can email um, info at turnusolwellness.com. My direct assistant gets that. And um, yeah, I mean, I love doing this. This is like, so definitely bring it on. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely very talented. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. It's great talking to you.